is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Jerry Jones sometimes, he, they, they could have done, they could have planned this better. It shouldn't have probably taken this long for him to get a contract done. Like, sometimes, you have, in my head, I have the conspiracy theory, like, Jerry Jones likes dragging this out because you almost think he'd rather people be talking about the Cowboys than them actually getting things well, done mean, to, to move things forward. Well, Jerry likes attention, Exa- but I, exactly. Do you so, really, but do you think that he'd actually do this? Is it out? Is it outside the realm of possibility? I think so. Would, I mean, who put who put it out that that he doesn't that that um you know that the Cowboys aren't gonna you know that they aren't gonna get something done? It was Jerry Jones likes. I think Jerry Jones likes that. I think he he likes the idea that people are talking like. Dak will not show up. Dak's not going to show up until the contract is done. That's that's news. Right. But we don't know who said that. Yeah, that's true. Again, but- we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I'm just... You got, you got to think that there are things that... Because people are going to say, oh, well, why are the Cowboys not paying Dak already? Well, you've got to think about it. The Cowboys pay Dak... $36 million a year. Like I said, there are things in this league that automatically screw you. Okay, there is a possibility that if you sign Dak long-term on a cheaper contract, it doesn't work. Okay, but there's the possibility that it does. If you sign Dak Prescott to a $36, 37000000 million a year contract, he becomes the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history, you know that that won't work. You can't put yourself in that situation. So the Cowboys are weighing their options. Do we sign Dak for cheaper? Do we give him the big contract? Do we let him walk? I mean, there's a lot of things that have. Do we franchise tag him? Do we? There's a lot of things that you've got to keep in mind for I, I, these sort of things. I, I think that's what they're. I think they're going to franchise him. I think they are too. Yeah, they're going to franchise him, and they're going to try and work something out. But there's also the possibility that Dak doesn't. That there's also the possibility that Dak doesn't sign. I, I, I really do believe that. I think I think that there is like they want but I think the Cowboys want Dak. You're, but you're hamstrung though. If you don't have Dak, who's your who, who's your who's your guy? They don't have you don't have Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, there you go. They- <laughs> <laughs> Secretly, that's what Mike wants. That is exactly what that's I what want. That's what you want? You want Trevor Lawrence? Oh, I want, I want sunshine. In a, in a in Dallas the, Cowboy uniform? Oh, you have been so, be so wishy-washing up and down on Dak Prescott like all year long. I have been. Now, I've been very first, up and down. At first, you, first you want him gone. And then you no, want first him I wanted him paid, paid. Then I wanted him no, gone. For, then no, I wanted no, him paid. No, 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 You're a Cowboy no. fan, right? No. Uh, no. D- Evan, I wanted him paid first. No, that no. Yeah. First, you want him gone. Then you when? want him paid. Then you when want did him, I want him gone? Like the, season, the first time before the season began. I did. Yeah, before the season began. Are you sure? Before the season began, you didn't want you didn't want to pay him at all. And then I said pay. Oh, then oh okay. Pay. Then you said. Pay and then him. I said pay him. Then, then I said don't pay him. Then I said pay him. And then yeah, don't pay him. Wish you're so wish I don't know what I want, this. but see, like that's now, the, now that's the Tre- problem. Now you want the Cowboys to go zero at sixteen and get Trevor Lawrence in twenty twenty one. That's the problem, though. I mean, do you see that right there? What's like the, that's the issue. What's the problem? It's because I, I'm not the only guy in the world that's gone back and forth and back and forth on Dak. Okay, you you don't know. Okay, is there a possibility that he explodes with Mike McCarthy? Yeah, but I'd rather see that first before paying him thirty seven million. Well, statistically, he exploded with with Kellen Moore. 
didn't he? Didn't he lead the league in passing yards? Wasn't he like well, the best quarterback ever in at analytics? Yeah, it's st- statistically. Yeah, he had was, the he, he had the, amazing. Yes, he has the. I think last year he had the fifth best analytical season of all time. Which which kind of makes no sense because it's almost like Kellen Moore was trying to get was, is is trying to get a job with all because you paid Zeke all that money. I mean, it makes been, it does it, make sense to the point where it proves the point of bad coaching. The yeah. fact that Dak matters on every play that much is an attribution to coaching that's just so horrifically bad. Like, I'm not saying, listen, this is why you can't take records 100% into account when you look at coaches, okay? Jason Garrett was a historically bad coach. Historically bad. He was a bad coach with a, with a decent resume. That was kind of his thing. That was kind of Jason Garrett's thing. He was a bad football coach with with like a not like a kind of decent resume. Like it wasn't terrible. Resume. I mean, he coached for he coached them for ten, 10 years, years and won what two playoff games? Two playoff games had new, they were in the playoffs every year, winning seasons. Like that was kind of the thing. Like it was he was a terrible head coach, but like a, he was a terrible head coach with a not so bad. Resume. I know, but then you look at those Cowboy Rosses and you see oh, like oh my god, they had all these players. Definite underachievement. Wow, they were nine. I mean, the that Cowboy roster this year. Was a top five roster in the NFL, and they went eight and eight. Collapsed down the stretch. I, I mean, I like I I, I, I just did, did he do a good job in developing Dak? No, he no? didn't. Because look at where we are. Look at where we are. Well, now he's on. Now he's on the now he's with the Giants. So you're so you're thrilled. So yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That'll be great. You're thrilled. I mean, yeah. now Daniel Jones is screwed. I'm just, I'm kidding. No, I actually think that that could work out because I think Jason Garrett as an offensive coordinator, coordinator could could figure something out. He has time to adjust and everything like that, just like any coach would. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just <laughs> same old predictable offense. Jason Garrett. I get like there is a suspicion in uh, in me that there's two extremes here. It's either the Giants' offense and Daniel Jones turn out to be great. Or it's worse so, than Pat Shermer. Dak Prescott. Worse than Pat Shermer? Yes. How is that even possible? Wait, which one? Wait, who would be worse with Pat Shermer? I, I, I think that there's an extreme there. I think that there, there's two possibilities. It's either Jason Garrett and Daniel Jones click and that offense is great, or the Giants' offense is worse than what it was with Pat Shermer. I guess there's only I, – I think there's two ways to look at it. You either – when Garrett was an offensive coordinator with the Cowboys, he was pretty good, and the Cowboys' offense was, one, was really good, and it's one of the reasons why he got a huge, a big head coaching uh, uh, talk around the league during around that time. It's why it's why Jerry Jones held on to him for so long prior to him getting the head coaching job. When Wade Phillips got fired, he gave him the job. Now you can also now I guess the other way to look at it is this: the Cowboys' offense had a lot more talent back then in 06, 07, 08 when he was the coordinator. Oh nine with Romo, T.O., Jason Witten, you know, Miles Austin was really good. When you look at the Giants, it's Daniel Jones, Barkley, Evan Engram, Shepard. Again, it's 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 kind of a work in progress kind of offense. Like, there's talented players, sure. Barkley's one of the best running backs in the game. Jones is a nice young quarterback. Right. I like Evan Engram a lot, but he's no Jason Witten. But that ta- so the talent for the Giants certainly has to get better among the offense compared to you know right now. It certainly has got to get a lot better. But I think when you look at Jason Garrett's tenure as offensive coordinator there, with the Cowboys, there are some things to look forward to if you're the Giants. Yeah, I mean, statistically, since he's been there, I think they've had a top-five offense for, I don't know, the last, what, six, seven, eight seasons? 
We'll see. Now, Dax, now Dax four year. In terms of Dax's progression with Jason Garrett, I, I guess I, you can look at it with Jason Garrett. You can look at it with offensive coordinator. He also had Scott Lennon as offensive coordinator for the last couple of years. They let him go after I liked what Dax looked like this year. I did. Dak, it's just. Dak in his career from 2016 to now, 65 completion percentage, 65.8, uh, 15,778 passing yards. This year was his first 4,000 yard season, 4,902 yards. 97 touchdowns, 36 picks, and a 97 passer rating. He's coming off a year this year where he threw 30 touchdowns, 11 picks, and a 99.7 passer rating. His, his passer rating three of the last four years has been 95 or better. The only year where it wasn't was 2017. His second year was an 86. 95 or better in three of the four years he's been – passer rating three of the four years he's been the starting quarterback. Now look at that passer rating against really, really good teams. All right. I mean, again, I mean, I, I, I think Dak has been. I, I don't know. I, what's your opinion, Keith? What do you think? What do you think about Dak in big games? I, I think Dak has I, been pretty fine in big games. I, I think. I, I think. Uh, well, he's think good he's in a- big games. It's just that it's one of those situations where it's not that I don't think Dak is good. I think Dak's good. I, I, I would love to have Dak Prescott as my quarterback going towards the future, but not for thirty six, thirty seven million. Yeah, you- I, I can't give him that much money, have him play with less around him, and then expect him to succeed. I don't think that that's possible. I mean, yeah, you kind of seen him when he didn't have much around him. That's what I mean, of, is you, you saw him without him. wide receivers, you and he couldn't of, get anybody. You, you kind of saw it, and it was like the, you know, but I think in his intangibles are really good. Like, he, he says all the right stuff, and, you know, seems I, pretty mature. I all agree. That, all that stuff, so... All right, uh, I do want to d- I mean, somewhat said, break some news I, here. Barrington um, said it yesterday, uh, and he made a good point. It's really about who's next in the market, right? A lot. Of, you know, we can. We there's a lot. Yeah, of, but that's it, such it, crap. It, it's, also, it's also true though. Who's next? I know it is. Now, I mean, I'll tell you what. Who's next? If not Dak Prescott, and you mentioned Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is, isn't being paid now. He only get paid, he's going to get paid soon though. That, but that's Pat, the thing. Pat like, Mahomes if Pat Mahomes gets paid forty million, that doesn't mean that Dak's going to get paid forty two. No, no, he's not. No, and it, like it's just. Like, yeah, no, I kind of. Russell agree. Wilson got paid thirty-five million. Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in the league. Okay, you you can't tell me that Dak should be making more than that. Okay, Dak is on the level of Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo has more has achieved more than Dak Prescott has. Jared Goff has achieved, has achieved more than what Dak Prescott has. That's the thing. Is that's the threshold he should fall into now between twenty eight and thirty one million? I think you agree with me. What's the big difference between Goff, Goff, Garoppolo, and Dak Prescott? What's the big difference? I think Goff and Garoppolo me. have both been to Super Bowls. What What's the other big difference? The one that I think you would agree with me on the coaches. Great young coaches. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Dak Prescott's had to deal, has has had to deal with Jason Garrett. Right, so exactly. I think, but I th- that's I what I mean. Is like I said, I, I think that. There is a possibility that he could explode with Mike McCarthy, but I want to see that before I pay him a crap ton of money. Okay, I'll get, I'll gladly give him twenty seven, twenty eight million right now without seeing it. But but when you say you want to see him explode, I think you kind of want to see that in wins and losses because I mean he kind of had a career year last year and they went and they went eight and eight. So you, you, you you're well, yeah. I want to see. I want to see. I want to see them win more games. I think Dak's capable of going to a Super Bowl with the right coaching, but I think that I don't know that. I want to see it first, and that doesn't mean I want to see him go to a Super Bowl first. I want to see the capability. 
I want to see the possibility. I want to see the situation work out. Okay. Dak Prescott needs pieces around him, and there are a lot of quarterbacks in the league that that are like that. Dak's forty and twenty four so far in his career, and one in, and one and two in the postseason. Obviously, yeah, this is one the one. I mean, one and two in the postseason, but that first game against Green Bay, he was fantastic. He was a rookie. Dak Prescott probably should have beaten Aaron Rodgers at that day. And I remember. And I remember he in was that fanta- he was third. What was it? Was, third and twenty, whatever it was. Third and twenty fourth and twenty. They were getting. What, what did they go down in the beginning of the game? It was like seventeen three, uh, something like something like that. It was. They had they were they were they they had all the cameras were on Tony Romo. All right, so like, it was twenty twenty sixteen was a game against Green Bay, right? Where they lost. Yes, that was a twenty sixteen yeah. playoff game and yeah. in Dallas. Yeah, twenty four thirty eight for six. Uh, yeah, twenty four thirty eight completing sixty three percent of his throws, three hundred two yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Like I said, I think he's good, but he's not thirty six million good. Yeah, and I kind of agree with Mike when you were saying like. Just because one guy gets something, nobody forces anybody to do anything. Just because somebody asks for $35 million, it doesn't mean you have to sign it. I guess you have to ask, like, what, what quarterback is that is worth, like, that range? Again, I think it's, all, it's, it's also about teams, I think, looking for a good quarterback to stabilize your franchise for at least the next decade, right? Because finding a quarterback is one of the hardest things to do, is one of the hardest things to do in all of sports. Probably it's the, yeah. maybe the hardest. You know, you could go. You don't want to be the Cleveland Browns and search for years with a quarterback, or the Lions search for years. With a quarterback. The, I mean, Jet, the Jets, the Jets, pre hopefully pre Sam Darnold. You know, fight, looking for a quarterback. Look at John Elway was like is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he uh, can, he can't find a quarterback. It's hard. No, it's hard. He, and, he can't and, find it, one. It's hard. Uh, uh, I'm trying to you know, think of other teams. The Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers might be in that situation when they have to think of life without Roethlisberger. The Bengals. You know, the Bengals are, are trying to find a quarterback now. They had a couple of decent years in Andy Dalton. Now they're back to the quarterback carousel, and we'll see if Joe Burrow is Yeah, We think he is. Joe Burrow is pretty darn good, you know, at least in college, but we'll right. see if he, how he transitions to the NFL. Yeah. All right. Sometimes, with, but with Dak, and I've said it before with the Cowboys, not saying, you know, not saying, hey, break the bank, but you do have to understand when you're paying Dak Prescott, okay, he's pretty good. Statistically, he's really good. He's helped us, been successful. Now he's got a really good head coach with him. We don't want the Cowboys were in a quarterback carousel, right? Post Troy Aikman, Benny Testaverde, Drew Bledsoe. It was only five years. Quincy Carter. Quincy, Quincy Carter, Quincy Carter, Drew Bledsoe, um, Chad Hutchinson, and then they found Romo for eight years. You know, eight, nine, ten years. He was pretty good. You know, he was he was statistically pretty good. He was a top ten quarterback was, in the league. Okay? He's and awesome. Then, and then they transitioned to Dak, and then they transitioned to Dak. Preston. There are times where I he, do really miss Tony he Romo. He was awesome. He was awesome. I, you can't tell me if. If Tony Romo had this team, I feel like they they would be in the Super Bowl. But that's you know that that's that's me. I'm a from I'm your, a Tony from your lips a, to God's ears. I am a Tony guy. All right, I, I do want to break some news. news. I want to break some news here. There has been a trade completed in the NBA. Uh, these are the full details. So the Miami Heat have acquired Andre Iguodala, Solomon Hill, and Jay Crowder from the Memphis Grizzlies in return. The Grizzlies are getting Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters, and James Johnson. So, three for three, no picks in the deal. Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters, and James Johnson, all for Andre Iguodala, Solomon Hill, and Jay Crowder. And Iggy's getting a two-year, $30 million extension. He is going to sign a two-year, $30 million extension with Miami when he gets there. Mm-hmm. And where are the Heat in the East right now? Where are they, third? Yeah, they're, they're top four. They're great. They're good. They're the really the good. Heat are really good. And I didn't expect them to be, a, be that good. I don't think anybody did. Okay, it's Kendrick Nunn and 
yeah, Duncan this, Robinson and like it, like all these nobodies that well, are coming with, out of nowhere and playing Butler. great with, with, Jimmy, with Butler. Jimmy Butler and the freaking Bam Adebayo came out of nowhere and yeah, I mean they're just he's a beast. I, well, I, that I could have predicted. He's a I mean, beast. He was a he was a top eleven player for me in twenty seventeen that draft. Oh yeah, he was number eleven. It's Kentucky, right? He was number eleven. Yeah, I think it was for me. It was Lonzo Fultz, Jackson, uh, Isaac Fox, Tatum. I want to say, ooh, Monk. No, yeah, Monk, Markinen. No, I'm sorry, Markinen, Monk. Nilakina, Dennis Smith, and then Bam out of So you liked Lonzo over De'Aaron Fox? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. I think everybody did. Yeah, I, I did too. I did too. All right. Coming up next, speaking of trades, I have a trade that I think is so painfully simple that it absolutely has to happen. That is coming up next. The Haystack and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're listening to the Haystack Show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Right, have you back. Haystack Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Mike, Evan, Keith Nandon here with you. It's, it's great to have you here, Keith. Yeah, I'm glad, to, I'm glad I'm here. I really am. Oh, I yeah? I did speak to you since the Super Bowl. I mean, we texted a little bit, but... Yeah, we was, did, uh, and then uh, you wanted to see Barrington Grant's face. I did, like when, in the worst way like, when, especially the one, the, the last run, the one where, David, where Damian Williams blew it open. That last run where they're just trying yeah, to run you the wanted clock that. out. I wanted, to, I had to see his face. You wanted that, I yeah, I, I know. It was probably so satisfying. Uh, all right, so I think that there is a trade in the NBA specifically that makes way too much sense for it not to happen. You know, we keep hearing about. The Philadelphia 76ers, they're underachieving, right? And we keep hearing that it's Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. They're just not clicking, right? Ben Simmons is better when Embiid's off the floor. Embiid's not on the uh, uh, isn't on the floor enough. He gets hurt a little bit. Um, you know, they they kind of clash at certain times. They don't really get along that well. That that's what we keep hearing, right? Or uh, or that it's Brett Brown's fault. Right, or that it's Brett Brown and that Brett Brown's the worst thing that's ever happened since Jason Garrett. But we keep hearing that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons just don't work, okay? Embiid's too, um, he's too ball dominant. You know, Ben Simmons needs the ball in his hands to to kick out to shooters. Joel Embiid is not that. He's he's a guy that's going to want to take possession of the ball, and that's what he's going to do, and he's really, really good at it. Let's just admit that. Okay, so the guy averages 24 points and 11 and a half rebounds in his career. He's great. Um, this year he's averaging 23 and 12. I, I think I know where you're going with this trade, but go, go ahead, continue. Why? Because you see it on my computer? No, not because I see it on your computer, but I, I think I know where you're going. I think this is a rumor from before that w- was going to happen. I think that this should happen. I think that the perfect trade would be for Philadelphia to trade Joel Embiid. Trade Joel Embiid straight up for Carl Anthony Towns. Now, here's the thing. To me, it makes a ton of sense because Ben Simmons and Carl Anthony Towns are really good friends. They get along. I think Carl Anthony Towns fits better with what Ben Simmons will do. Carl Anthony Towns won't clog a lane, he's more mobile. 
he's on the floor more. Here's the thing about Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid. Most people will agree that Joel Embiid's better. At his, when healthy, Joel Embiid, most people would say, is better than Carl Anthony Towns. He can do more, right? Now, here's the thing about this. It's funny because that's the reason why I think this would work. I don't think you would have to include picks. I don't think you would have to include other players. I think this trade would work. They're, they financially stack up against each other. They both make around the same. Joel Embiid for Carl Anthony Towns, straight up. I think it makes all the sense in the world. Minnesota gets a really talented big man that they can actually have him you know, use his strengths and have him play up to his strengths without anybody getting in his way. And Ben Simmons, the, the Sixers get a center that is like Joel Embiid, who might be a little bit less talented, but might become more productive with Ben Simmons. I think it makes all the sense in the world. Carl Anthony Towns for Joel Embiid straight up. It's, in, it, it's interesting. I think, uh, I mean, we were it's talking the perfect about it. trade. We were talking about it before. I mean, I think Joel Embiid is a guy, he, he needs to get in shape. He, God, does everybody need to get in shape for you? He needs to get in shape. He's not in shape. Everybody needs to get He's in shape. Who doesn't need to get in shape? Does LeBron need to get in shape? Yeah, LeBron needs to get in shape, too. No, I'm kidding. Nah, nah, <laughs> I was going to say, like, freaking De'Aaron Fox has to get in shape. He's the fastest guy you, in the league. You cannot tell me Joel Embiid is in basketball shape. I think he's in fine. He's in the same shape he's been in his whole career. That's the problem. What do you mean, what's the problem? He's, I said that's the, the guy, problem. The guy averages 24 and 11. Yeah, when he's on the court. Oh, so your problem is with the injury stuff. When he's on the court. But I thought you were going somewhere else with the trade. I thought you. I, I was hearing before, I was hearing D'Angelo Russell for Ben Simmons straight up, which I thought no. was kind of interesting. No. I mean, that could... Uh, I, I mean... I, I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought that was something that could have helped... Trade D'Lo to Minnesota and then do that. But, I don't know. I, I, I just... Like, Carl Anthony Towns and Ben Simmons feel like they fit together, right? Joel Embiid doesn't. We've seen it. We, we've seen it. And they don't get along. Carl Anthony Towns and Ben Simmons are really good friends. I mean, it, it makes sense. It just makes sense to me. Embiid's a little bit better, but Carl Anthony Towns a little bit healthier. And he gets along with Simmons more, and Embiid goes to Minnesota. They get a better big man that can do more and that he's better when he's asked to take over a game. I think it makes all the sense in the world. Am I crazy for this? No, I don't, th- I don't think you're crazy. It, it, it makes sense. I just don't th- – that's the thing with the Sixers. They have to choose which way they want to go, whether they want to stick with Embiid or whether, whether they want to stick with Ben Simmons. Do you think Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid could, could make an NBA Finals run? No. Them together? No. That's the reason I'm doing that's it. That's the reason you're doing it. Yeah, because, again, I think Ben Simmons and Carl Anthony Towns have a better chance of doing that than Simmons and Embiid, even though Embiid is probably better. I don't know. Are you not on board with that? Do you think that my I I like it because I really do think like we were talking about before we were talking about guys need to get in shape. We were talking about fat people. I really think Joel Embiid <laughs> is in bad shape, and I don't think in another so Joel Embiid's another, fat. He's 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 fat. He he should be move. He moves so well for a man his size, and yet he's he looks like he's exhausted every time he's on the court. He looks exhausted, like Zion. 
Zion's fat. Zion, Zion's fat. You can, you can get, you get mad at me. Zion is fat. I'm sorry, he's fat. Joel Embiid is not in good basketball shape. Are he's you not. in good basketball shape? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. I can't. I'll, I'll have a heart attack going up and down the court a few times. I'll, 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 I'll fall on my face. You'll have multiple, but, <laughs> yeah, multiple, multiple, multiple heart attacks. But seriously, jo- Joel Embiid is not going to last. He's, he's not going to last very much longer. Or he's going to see. Or you're going to see a big drop off in his numbers if he, if he's, he's not in good shape to me. Okay. He's not. It's not. All right. Let's go to the news. Big J journalist Evan Mazza here on a Thursday. Interim Big J journalist. You don't get that title. No, I don't. <laughs> I, know, I never do. I know. It's, I never do. Yeah, it's no. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a spot I'll never earn, but I'm, I'm fine with it. <clears throat> so the Red Sox and Dodgers trade with Mookie Betts is on hold uh, right now due to a uh, medical records with one of the prospects coming back from coming to the L.A. Dodgers. So as of now, the trade... We're trying to work things out for the trade, but it's on hold for now due to, due to the medical records of one of the prospects. So. Um, okay. I, I mean, I still don't understand why the Red Sox would trade Buki Betts for that little of a return, but I don't know. Like Ken Rosenthal tweeted yesterday. He said, like, the, the, the consensus around the league is that the Red Sox actually didn't make a bad move. They got. They said they got like forty, fifty million dollars yeah, in future cap relief. I saw that. Too. They, um, they got under the luxury tax threshold, and they got two good young players. I'm like, yeah, but it's it's Mookie Betts. Like, yeah. uh, like isn't there an exception to like, like? You're. It's a top five player in baseball. You should have gotten a haul for Mookie Betts, and you didn't. You got two players. Yeah, I wanted him to be a Met, so it just doesn't really. This doesn't even hit home for me. Bruce, yeah, yeah he, congratulations. He, I wanted him to be a Met. Should have been on the Mets. Ridiculous. Should have been perfect in that lineup. Now, now the question is again, uh, again, uh, this goes back to, you know, this just goes to when, you know, when when this trade is official. We assume the trade is still going to get done. Uh, Brewster Gratterall is the prospect that they're still waiting on medical records. That they're still waiting on uh, uh, medical records for. Betts has said, according to Ken Rosenthal, Betts has said that he wants to hit free agency. He still wants to hit free agency. Obviously, the Dodgers, you know, could pay him, could pay him, whatever. If I'm the Dodgers, I try to lock that deal up with him, like, as soon as his trade is completed. You know, maybe get it done during spring training or something like that. You know, because if he hits the market, if he, if he explodes this year and hits the open market, he's going to get, he'll get, he'll probably get the money he wants. Now, apparently he wants, what, 12 years, 420 million dollars. You know, he explodes and, and, and has a great year. He might, probably might get that money if he hits the market. So if I'm the Dodgers, you got to get that deal done as soon as this trade is complete. Like, officially, official. So. Just still don't understand. Like, they just totally die. They totally just gave up Mookie Betts for nothing. Crazy. You really don't like it. No, I hate it. I can't believe like I I ab- the the Dodgers stole Mookie Betts because they would take David Price. Price is still bizarre. And he's still, he, and David Price makes a ton of money, doesn't he? he, makes a, he yeah, makes a crap ton of money. But if you wanted to get rid of David Price, get rid of David Price for nothing, and then trade Mookie Betts for max value instead of trading them together and get. Medium value. It makes no sense. Seems, seems pretty simple. 
All right, what's next? Well, to the New York Knicks. The Knicks uh, today, only a few days after firing Steve Mills, plan to hire agent Leon Rose as their new head of basketball operations. He is the agent, because according to Adrian Wojnarowski, this is the direction the Knicks want to go with. They want to go into that agent, uh, player agent, for uh, uh, the way that's, well, that's, that the Warriors have done, the Lakers have done, heck, even the Mets have now done it. Uh, so Leon Rose is looking like, looks like he will be the new head of basketball operations with the uh, Knicks. He's the agent of guys like Joel Embiid, Chris Paul, Carl Anthony Towns, and Carmelo Anthony. Interestingly enough, Carmelo Anthony. So Leon Rose. I like it. I don't know why people are complaining about it. I'm going on Twitter right now, and everybody's saying how they are never going to watch the Knicks again because they hired an agent to be their GM. Why? Who did you want? Did you want Masai Ujiri? Because he's not leaving Toronto. That's He's they, not leaving. That's who they wanted. Yeah, I know. But do you realize, like, players don't want to go play for the Knicks. What makes you think an executive would want to work for the Knicks? I'm not kidding. Like, it, it's just so out of or you have to give the up realm all, of possibility. You have to give up all your assets just to get Ujiri anyway. And yeah. Then, it's like, what does he have to work with? Right, exactly. So, I, Leon Rose, I thought, was a good hire. I like it. I, a G, I, a, 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 an agent that represents a lot of players, who now he has to not represent. But I mean, a, a guy that represents a lot of players, he know, he could shift the paradigm. Like that, that's a legitimate hire. I like it. Uh, it I, becomes more attractive. I'm like numb to it. I'll, I'll believe it. I'll believe it when I see something. I well, you know. you probably should go into it with that, but I still think it's not bad. I still don't think it's that bad. I don't know. Again, Knicks fans got to stop with the, oh, who wouldn't want to play for us? It's the Garden. It's, you know, it's the Knicks. We're iconic. No, you're not iconic. You're actually a joke. They are. But, I mean, who's the guy? Who's the guy? Uh, they're not going to get Giannis. So who, they're going to get Carl Anthony Towns? And they've DeAndre. been relegated to a team that has to build through the draft and then trade for players and then hopefully get that one free agent. Well, you, you hope that. I mean, look at their last. The, the draft hasn't worked for them either. Hasn't worked for them either. Frank Middlekina. How'd that work out? R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett. He's a, he's a nice player. He's a nice player. He's a nice player. He's not going to be a, a star player, you don't think? I, maybe an all star. Hey, what do you think? I like him. I, like I think he's going to be a somewhere down the line. He's going to be a 26, 28 point per game 26, guy. 26, 28? I, I see. I think like, if RJ becomes a little bit more efficient, he's going to be really good. I, RJ is going to be really good. Wow. I see him as like. The Knicks got a good player in RJ, man. I, I, know, I know a lot of Knicks fans wanted Zion and lost out on him. With the good of the they water. wanted Zion. I was. I wanted lost, Zion on the Knicks lost. so bad. I'm not a Knicks oh, fan, but oh, I wanted Zion, to see it oh, so no, bad. Zion, Zion mania in New York would have been would have been humongous. Like he would have. You talk about the best New York athletes right now. It's Degrom, Aaron Judge, um, you know, Saquon, Saquon Barkley, Pete Alonso, Sam Donald. Zion would have skyrocketed right out there the day he was drafted. 
Because yeah. just just a headline. Uh, excuse me. Don't forget about Garrett Cole. Yeah, Garrett Cole is literally just about. Thank to start. you. He's literally just about to start his Yankee tenure. Are you saying? Are you saying? Are you saying Kevin Cole? Durant? Are you saying Kyrie Kevin, Irving? Kevin Durant. Kyrie. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Hello. Well, in all fairness, yeah, Kevin Durant hasn't Durr. played yet. Kevin Durant hasn't played yet. Can these guys, so, can these guys throw a pitch or shoot a Kevin ball Durant, first? Garrett Cole no. Well, I'll give you Kyrie They're, Irving, but Kevin Durant and, Kevin, and Garrett Cole haven't played Cole yet. Can so Cole throw a ball first? Nah. I think so. But if you look at Zion's face, he definitely wanted to be a Nick. Of course he wants him. He wanted to be a Nick. But yeah, his fat face, according his to fat you. fat face. He needs to lay off the cheeseburgers. That's impossible for any person to do. It's not. They're too deli- they are too delicious. They're, yeah, they're good. South Park joke. They're too delicious. He's, he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's big. He's a big boy. And he's in New Orleans. He's probably constantly getting catfish. I mean, he's eating that jumbo. He's eating that jumbo. He's eating gumbo. He's eating the jambalaya. Big bucket of jumbo. He's down the bayou and yeah. he's friggin' when he should be doing suicides. Yeah, don't eat. Just run and run back and forth. Now you have it. Now you got it. RJ Barrett, but he needs to go on food sabbatical. But to the point, RJ RJ Barrett's going to be a really good player. I know he's going to be a very good player. He's going to be really 20, good. 20, 26 is points a per lot game. Of points, he's, man. 19, he's 19 years yeah. old. He's got a lot of room to grow. He's only 19. He's going to be a volume scorer. I, I see him as like a third guy on a championship team. That's what I see him as. Okay. I, I see him like the third. Like the third so guy. you don't like 26, but you like 22? 20. Okay. 22. 22 is fair. 22 is fair. All right, so you're fair. literally four. Two buckets away from where I'm at. That's a lot of buckets. Uh, you're you're a three-pointer away. That's a lot of buckets. Over an 82-game span, that is a lot of buckets. It's a it's lot like, of buckets. It's like someone who averages... It's not, to, it's not very... It's like Gatorade coolers. It's not very... It's not as much buckets as it, as it is like... Like like vats of... Like tubs. There you go. There you go. But yeah, it's, that's a lot more points. Okay. All right. Finally... Uh, actually, speaking of the New York Yankees, uh, we got well, we got to get to this one. James Paxton, going to be out three to four months after undergoing back surgery yesterday. He underwent a microscopic lumbar uh, dissectomy and had a periodontal <laughs> removed from his back. Awful. So he'll be out three to four months. He'll get about June, July, I guess. He'll he'll be fine after after he'll stop breaking. It's a bad loss for the Yankees. Bad loss for a pitching staff that looks definitely looks improved with the acquisition of Garrett Cole. But but now it op- now it opens so up. Out, now, okay, so now it, now it opens up an opportunity for Jordan Montgomery. That's so that's the we're, card we're so we're out James Paxton for three to four months. We're out Aaron Hicks until August. The season hasn't started yet, and we're already down two key players. Oh God, this river. is going to be another I mean, injury. I mean, Mike, we're going to wow. see Mike, more Mike, Mike Talkman. We're going to see more Keith, Mike Ford. Mike, Mike we're going to see more. Freaking! Hey, he's talking to two Mets fans. Mets fans. Who, who suffered? I'm sorry. Injury-riddled years. I'm sorry. The Yankees broke a record for how many players they had in the IL and last year. And you still won 107 games. So. Cespedes is chasing uh, We didn't win 107 wars. games. Whatever, we won. Whatever. We won 100. Okay, okay 100 get it games. right. Whatever. Cesp- Whatever, bro. It was Cesp- 100 games. Cespedes is on his farm chasing wild boars, <laughs> breaking his leg, and he's worried about James Paxson missing a, a couple months. Yes, I am worried about that. <laughs> you Met fans always got to take everything to heart. I, 
We don't care about the Mets. The Mets don't win. If they don't win, we don't care about them. Okay. Bottom line, everything with—that's the, the problem with Mets fans. Like and and you, you know, I have this problem with Mets fans. Mets fans weird, always have this thing where they got to compare everything weird, to the Yankees. They gotta. I hate that too, though. They're annoying. I mean, come on. I mean. Evan, why does everything I can complain about James Paxton being out for three to four months and you're gonna be just like, well, the Mets haven't had you on assessments in two years. I'm like, I don't care. Well, because no, because well, because like, dude, I don't care. Dude, you we had, had a worse contract than you went assessments, and we were still able to get over it. Dude, dude, dude. Jacoby Ellsbury dude. was beyond a worse that's contract than point. that. Dude, that's not the point. That is the point no, because you're point. because Met fans no, compare it. No, 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 the point is, the point is, we've had in, the Mets have had injuries after like yeah, so what. They've had injuries for years. Okay. And, yet, and and we don't win. You guys have one year, one year where you lose like half the team and you still win 100 games and win the division. That's Agreed. The point. That's the point. Because you guys are really good. And what, and you see what, what, uh, yeah, what? exactly. You guys are but, really good. Right. So, but don't, why? Don't talk to, don't, so don't talk about injuries, and you bro. See what, what, what okay, but why, did, why does the Met comparison even exist? That's my point. Is why does that even get brought up? I, I because Met fans have an obsession of comparing themselves to the Yankees. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that either. But what you see, but what you feel, you're talking about Jacoby okay. Ellsbury. When the Yankees signed Garrett Cole, the first thing out of everybody's mouth was every Met fan was just like, "Oh, well, he's still not the best pitcher in New York. We have Jacob Degrom." Well, I'm like, because, I don't care. <laughs> I literally don't care yeah, if you've got. I don't care if you're uh, Sandy Colfax. That's because the first thing out of that of the national purist's mouth was, well, Garrett Cole's not the best pitcher in New York, even though DeGrom just won two Cy Young. So, no, you yes, no, of course, like, of you course he's not. But that's my that's my point. Like, you brought up Jacoby Ellsbury. You see, and this is what hurts Mets fans. You brought up Jacoby Ellsbury's contract being way worse than Cespedes' contract, right? Yes. But you see, when the Mets mess up a contract, that's it. We can't spend any more money. Brian Cashman will go out, and you know what he'll sign? He'll sign Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> That's the difference between a bad contract for the Mets and a bad contract for the Yankees. Yes. You can, you can, you can do that. The Mets have a bad contract, and it's like, you know what? We put our, all our eggs into Cespedes. We're not going to spend anymore, which is what makes this whole Steve also, Cohen thing. Even oh, more yeah. depressing. Oh, yeah, then there's that. Yeah, yeah. That sale is not. Rob Man, didn't Rob Manfred say that he oh. doesn't expect there to be a transaction? But my point is, my point is, is that I also, can't, in New York, Mike, in front of, hang on, whoa, in front of Met fans, I can't say, oh, Raise your hand, Mike. It's going to hurt Mike. that James Pax is going to be out for three to four months. I don't, like, I don't want James Pax to be out for three to four months, but... To a Met fan that's saying, oh, my God, you just don't know how good that's, you have it. No, you're oh, saying, my God, no, you're saying, why do you care? Mike, you're saying, no. You were saying, it's not just passing. You were saying, oh, now we're already done with injuries. You are the New York stinking Yankees. You have been through so much winning, and you had so many injuries last year, still won 100 games. Meanwhile... Met fans or any other fan base can have a boatload of injuries and we'll lose like 90 games. Exactly. Okay? No, no, but, and you know That's what else? That's the point. Now, I want you to ask me this question. I want you to be dead honest with me. Okay. He brought up, you brought up Jacoby Ellsbury. Who has been more ridiculed for their contracts? The Mets for Cespedes or the Yankees for Jacoby Ellsbury? I will tell you right now, it's the Mets for UN Cespedes. We have been ripped. We are literally ripped every day for UN Cespedes. Ripped every day for Robbie Cano. Ripped no. every day for Edwin Diaz. No. The Yankees, no. The Yankees they could say, well, Jacoby Ellsbury, no. that's a terrible contract, but, you know, who cares? No. That is the truth. Think and about you this. Know it. No, no, it's because <laughs> it's not the, the truth. truth. And you know it. <laughs> it's not. The, Evan, it's not the truth, okay? The truth is, is that Jacoby, 
There have been multiple lists made by a million different ripped. sports writers. We got ripped for Johan Santana's contract. We got ripped for that. Okay, we, we, we got ripped for CeCe Sabathia's contract. Oh, okay. CeCe. No, A-Rod's you haven't. Yes, we have. No, you haven't. Oh, absolutely we have. CeCe, you love it. We got ripped for A-Rod's contract like nobody's well, that's because, business. Well, that's A-Rod's fault because he got suspended more than 20 times. Well, okay, nice. but hang on. Do you realize that there were sport that there are a million sports writers out there that have said on multiple occasions they've said the worst contract in sports right now is Jacoby Ellsbury's contract with the Yankees. They never said that about Cespedes because at least when Cespedes played for you, Cespedes was good. Jacoby Ellsbury was never good as a Yankee. Never. We had him for eight years. And he was never good. But when you win 100 games, nobody cares. Exactly. When you win 100 games, nobody cares. Exactly. When you win 70 games, everybody's losing their mind. Exactly. exactly. Nobody ca- and, and you see. But, right. You see, but whose fault is that? That's, that's our fault. Thank you. See, but, but that, all that, I'm saying is, is that why does everything, every, every, everything that happens in a Met fan's existence has to be compared to a Yankee. It, it has to be compared to the Yankees. You know why, it then, has to be. But, but then how come anytime our team has a little bit of success, why do you got to take it away from us? We don't. Why? Because yeah, we why? don't care. You kind of do. We're not what? allowed to. When? When do we do? When do we? Okay, okay. When the Mets ripped off whatever it was in, in July, 18 out of 21 or something like that. Yeah. All I could hear from Yankee fans was they would just laugh. They would just laugh. They just laugh at us. Why can't we get excited no, about best, our team? No, the best was when they made the, the best was when they made the World Series. The amount of Yankee fans I, I heard say, "Ah, stop talking." Call up radio station saying, "Oh, stop talking about the Mets." I'm or, like, or, dude, the one t- the one stinking time they're in the World Series, like, or cheering dude, for them to lose. Like the one time we're in the World Series, buck up, listen, buzz off, buzz Yankee off. fans buzz are off. perfect. Angels, okay? Yankee fans, we are literally all flawless. Like, it's just the way it is, okay? All you Met fans are just jealous. We stink. And listen, I'm one of those Yankee fans, okay? We stink as long as we're not as good as them. We stink. Think about it, okay? This is the way that I've viewed this, okay? I'm one of those Yankee fans this that actually what, likes it when the Mets succeed. I where, root for the Mets. I really is, do. I don't hate the Mets even a little bit. And that's where, this is where Mike and I actually agree because I'm a Mets fan who doesn't really hate the Yankees at all. I'm, that's where I'm him just, and I I'm agree on way. that. Okay, but here's the, here's the consensus normally, right? The consensus normally with this stuff is Yankee fans really don't care about the Mets. They really don't. Okay, yeah, Mets fans hate in general hate with a burning passion the Yankees. They hate them. The, seriously, the, the Yankees are the Mets' biggest rival for some reason. The, nah. If the the, Yan- no, the Mets aren't no, even close to no, a Yankee rival. Seriously, we're bigger no. rivals with, like, the Angels than we are with no, the Mets. I think, if, if, I think if, if, you the, ask, if, you, if you ask any casual Mets fan, if you ask any Mets fan who's their biggest rival, they'll tell you the Phillies and the Braves. Yeah, I kind of agree. I kind of agree with Evan. They'll, they'll tell you that. I, kind of, I doubt trust, it. I guess, doubt it. I can trust guarantee. Me. I can guarantee you. If the Mets win the World Series next year, Yankee fans are going to be the angriest people on the face no, of the earth. No, they won't be. Yes, they will. No, they won't. Yes, they will. I would make a bet. Yes, I would make they a will. bet that most Yankee fans would not care. They wouldn't unless care. The Yankee, unless the Mets beat the Yankees in the World Series, they wouldn't care. My head is going to explode. Your head's going to explode? Yeah, yeah, I'll just fans. say this. Yankee Your bald head? All, all yes. I'll say is this. <laughs> all I'll, gonna pour I'll out say is this. <laughs> all I'll say is this. 
There's one, one of the things that George Steinbrenner hated the most was losing to the Mets. George Steinbrenner, the yes. boss. Yes, but Steinbrenner's the, been dead for a decade. We've moved on. When he when he was the owner of the team, the boss, one of the best, one of the one of the more one of the the owner that you know the, that defined that defines the Yankees since when he started when he became the owner. One of the things he hated the most was losing, was losing to the Mets. I got breaking news. Tell me. Breaking news here. Kill Cohen? the music. Kill the music. This is big. This is, is that, big is this, here. Is this about Steve Cohen? No, it is not. Okay. But we do not have the completely finished details. But there's been a big trade in the NBA. A big one. Okay? The Golden State Warriors have traded D'Angelo Russell to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Andrew Wiggins and picks. It's apparently a four-player deal. Apparently some of the picks that are going over are a 2021 protected first round pick and a 2022 second round pick. That's so far. So it's D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins plus players and picks. Okay. Yeah, 2021 pick protected number three. So the, the Warriors are getting picks. The Warriors would be getting picks. The Warriors are also getting Andrew Wiggins, and the Minnesota Timberwolves are getting D'Angelo Russell. Interesting. It's kind of funny. The Warriors are going to be competing for a championship next year. Well, they're going to get a top lottery pick. They're going to get a top draft pick. Yeah, they're going to, they're, and they get Clay Thompson back. It's kind of funny. They're going to go from they're going to go from the worst team in the league to next year they're going to be in the Western Conference Finals. For Andrew Wiggins, a first round pick, and a twenty. The Warriors will pick, also second round pick. So this is also what I'm hearing now. So it's D'Angelo Russell, Minnesota. This is coming from Wojnarowski. He says Golden State has agreed to a trade. Uh, he's, they've agreed to trade D'Angelo Russell to Minnesota for a deal that includes Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 protected first-round pick, a 2022 second-round pick. The Warriors are also sending Jacob Evans and Amari Spellman to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay. So there we go. Uh this is also coming out. Also, Houston is just—they just acquired Jordan Bell. Houston has now traded Jordan Bell to Memphis in exchange for Bruno Caboclo, and they swapped second-round picks. And according to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, this is this is where the shows get fun because there's a lot of moving parts, and I love this. Um, the Clippers remain in hot pursuit of Marcus Morris of the New York Knicks. Clippers also traded Derek Walton Jr. to the Hawks for cash. So, there we go. So it's like an arms race right now for the Clippers and the Lakers are both really, really want Morris. That's right. So Minnesota, that's the big one. Minnesota trades, uh, I'm sorry, the Warriors trade D'Angelo Russell to the Minnesota Timberwolves in exchange for Andrew Wiggins plus. Where, where are the Timberwolves in the West right now? Are, are they? They're in, second to last. They're second to last? Second to last. Jeez. So, pretty crazy. D'Angelo Russell goes to uh, Minnesota. And they've been trying to get that done for a while. And we thought, honestly, there was a point in time where we thought that it was completely given up on. Um, but it seems like they were able to figure something out. I'm a, I'm a D'Angelo Russell fan. I, I like D'Angelo. 
So they've got D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns who are locked in long term. They've moved on from Andrew Wiggins. Uh, they also traded Robert Covington. So this is the big one. They're, they are, they're rolling now. D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota together. And Andrew Wiggins goes to Golden State. And then Covington is with the Rockets? Houston. Okay. So... All right, we'll see. We'll break down more of the NBA trade deadline coming up next. It's the Haystack and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the Morning Boys on the Worldwide Sports Radio. Well, that's not the morning. That's not us. That's not our show. Wrong. wrong you want to? You want to try it again? Wrong. St- I kind of like them. I kind of like that. The wrong Morning st- Boys. Wrong. St- Shouldn't return. Show before. Here's, here's what we meant. You're listening to the Show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. That's the show. There we go. That's better. That's the show. That is our ID. <laughs> Mike, Kevin, Keith, good to have you in here on a Thursday. All right, uh, Evan, let's let's play a little game, right? Uh, it is NBA trade deadline day, so that means you got to give me a player, and I'll pick the spot. <sighs> That would be the best fit for him, Could you, first and I'll try all, to figure out a trade for that first player. First of all, I want to I want to ask you an, I want to ask you a question. Do you have a name? Can you can you give me a name for it? Because obviously it didn't work for me out yesterday. Can you give me? A, or do you like NBA let's play NBA trade destination. destinations? See, it works. <laughs> See, it does work. That was so bad. That was amazingly <laughs> funny. Oh my god. D- Let's play NFL free agent destinations. We were like, what the hell is that? See? We were like, that idea. was horrible. That was a good idea. That's pretty bad. Ruined the whole game. That's pretty bad. All right, go. All right. Uh, actually, looks like he won't be traded, but best fit, Kevin, best guess, Kevin Love. I guess the best fit for Kevin Love or where he should have gone or where he could go. Boston Celtics. G- uh, give me Gordon Hayward. Give me Gordon Hayward and a first-round pick, and I'll give you Kevin Love. So you think the Celtics would rather Kevin Love over Gordon Hayward? They need rebounders. They don't need forwards. Try telling that to Brad Stevens. That's what? That's, he loves Gordon Hayward. Okay. He loves, so, he loves him. All right, give us Jason Tatum instead, then. Ooh. Because they play the same position. You don't need both. I know, I'm, just say, I'm just saying I don't think Brad Stevens is going to trade his guy from Butler. Boston. Kevin Love, Boston. Boston. Smat Pack. That was the best commercial of the Super Bowl. Smat Pack. I I, I don't remember any of the commercials from the Super Bowl. You were too drunk? Probably. (laughs) I was too wasted. I was done. You were white girl wasted. Yeah. Best best commercial, Lil Lil Nas and uh, Sam Elliott. With the, the, the Doritos commercial. Oh, That's, yeah, I remember that. Riding on a horse. So good. Uh, song's so bad. And he's gonna make money. He's gonna make money from that song forever. 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 I'm gonna take my horse to the... It like makes fun of country music. Kind of does. Seriously, if you were to like... Okay, if you were to write a song that made fun of country music, what would it sound like? It would sound like Old Town Road. It would literally be, I'm going to take my horse to the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no Cause, more. Cause you, know, like, cause, you like, like that would be the song you came up with if you were going to write a song that was purposely making fun of country music. 
and they used Billy Ray Cyrus in the song too. So yeah, it was kind of like a joke. Yeah, yes, thank I, you. I kind of, I'm kind of with you on that one. Terrible. Anyway, Kevin loved the Boston. Perfect fit. Best guess, Marcus Morris. Clippers. I think that's gonna happen. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be like Mo Harkless, Jerome Robinson, and. Like a first-round pick or something like that for Marcus Morris to go to the Clippers. They're so loaded. Who, the Clippers? Yeah. They're really not. They're stacked. They're really not. No, you don't think so? No. The Kawhi, Paul George, Lou Williams, and Harrell. And who else? By the way, as... Like as Pat as Beverly plays good defense, can't score. In, in the playoffs... I mean, like, they're good, but... Who, who plays their bench in the playoffs? You usually go seven, eight guys in the playoffs anyway. So yeah, I think the Lakers have a deep have a deeper bench than they do. I think they do. By the way, you give me LeBron, AD. You give me Danny Green. You give me Avery Bradley. You give me Kuzma. Is Anthony Davis going to last till May? I mean, JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard. You give me Caruso. I mean, I like their roster. Quinn yeah, Cook, no, they, Rondo. They have a nice roster too. I just, I think they're going to wear. They're going to they're going to wear LeBron out. They're going to wear him out. We got a lot of bodies to throw at him. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna beat on him. So as I'm, as we're doing this game, Woj is tweeting out trades. I'll, I'll bring up any trades as he tweet, uh, as he tweets. Like he just trade, he just tweeted Portland's trading Scott Abisir and Cash to the Atlanta Hawks. So any any trade that goes on with Woj that he reports, I'll report it as we're playing this game, or or as we're also doing by ourselves. Next one, Kyle Kuzma. Best guess. Kyle Kuzma. Sacramento Kings for Bogdan Bogdanovich. What do you think? I, I, I think he's going to go to the... I think he might go to the Knicks. Do you actually think that? I think it's possible. I think it's possible. For who? You know what would be a great trade? Honestly. Great trade. Lakers traded Kuzma Plus to Oklahoma City for either one. For either Danilo Gallinari or Dennis Schroeder. That's a trade. Yeah, that's a good trade. I think Dennis Schroeder on the Lakers would be a really good move for them. A really good move. Dennis Schroeder would be perfect with the Lakers. Schroeder. Schroeder. That's how you say it. He's German, right? Isn't that, isn't that how you're supposed to say it? All right. Move on. All right. Next. Aaron Gordon. <laughs> Aaron Gordon. This is a good one. Um, I would go... Who needs a player like that? What about... God, I can't think... All right, hang on. I'll figure it out. I got this. You got it. I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. No, like, I... Oh, no, dude, like, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I don't got it. Uh, how about... What about the Miami Heat? 
seriously, what about the Miami Heat? They I, they got Crowder, they got Iguodala, they've got assets now. I mean, they got a bunch of assets. They could trade a bunch of guys. They don't have a traditional four guy. Imagine that. You got your point guard, whether it's Drogic or Nunn or one of those guys. You got Butler, Iguodala, Crowder. That's small forward. You got Hero on the bench as well. Uh, as well. You got Aaron Gordon, and you got Adebayo. I mean, that's solid. What about Aaron, Go- Aaron Gordon to the Heat? I think I, I like them to, to, to the Celtics. I feel like the Celtics could use an athletic guy like that. Yeah, but they got guys like that, don't they? Who? Tice? No, I mean, isn't that kind of like who Semi Ojale is? And I mean, like, I, I mean, I guess it's just Gordon's not much of a rebounder. That's the thing. Like, if they're going to trade for something, it's got to be for a guy that can actually get boards. A couple of Spurs players up next. A couple of Spurs ones. First up, DeMar DeRozan. I would love to see DeRozan back with Toronto. I would love to see him back with Toronto. I think it makes a lot of sense. I, I, I think it does. You trade, like, Norman Powell and... I kind of wonder how DeMar DeRozan would feel about that. What do you mean? Why? Like, do, do you think he wouldn't like it? Well, I know he felt he, he felt betrayed. He felt like he was stabbed in the back by... Uh... You saw it. He didn't. He, didn't he, he said something like he was. He was really upset. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was really upset. Yeah, but if they bring him back, isn't that just kind of like, you know, water under the bridge? Yeah, it could be. Some people hold grudges. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's next? Marcus Aldridge. All right. Here's another one. Lamarcus Aldridge, the Utah Jazz. They could use a four. They don't have a four man. Gobert. They're playing either Ingles or Bogdanovich at the four, and they're too small. Give Lamarcus Aldridge to play four. Is Mike Conley back? Yeah. Oh Oh, yeah, he's back. So you get Conley, Mitchell, Bogdanovich, Aldridge, and Gobert, and then you got Ingles off the bench. Solid. And Clarkson. No. Are all these people, you're, you're just throwing names at him? Just throwing names. You're just throwing taking names. A, taking, okay. a guess, taking a guess where they would go. Okay. I love Joe Ingles. Drew Holiday. Uh, I don't think he's going to get traded. But if Drew Holiday were to get traded, probably like, probably Denver. I'd probably think the Nuggets. It'd probably include Gary Harris and Tory Craig or something along those lines. I think Denver's going to try and make a move quick. Quick. Where are they in the West? I think they're like third. Let me look. Feels like everybody is third in the West. <laughs> Uh, Nuggets are third in the West, yes. Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets. Okay. So then who's playing the point for them right now? Jamal Murray. Oh, Jamal Murray. He's really more of a, more of a two, though, right? I don't know. Yeah, Drew Holiday's more of a point guard. Yeah. 
So maybe you go Drew. Yeah, I, that wouldn't be a bad pairing. I wouldn't hate that. I would love him on the Knicks. Drew Holiday? Yeah. I would love him on the Knicks. Let's go to the Knicks. Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, who cares? The I'll, I'll say for DSJ. What happened to him? He's just terrible. He's awful. How about the Phoenix Suns? Seriously, Phoenix Suns. He'll back up Rubio. Andre Drummond. Oh, that's got to be... I mean, I got... The Celtics would be perfect for them, but the Houston Rockets would be a great fit. They got to get bigger. I mean, they traded Capella and... I don't get that. They traded Capella for Covington, and... I mean, they're so small. They don't have any big guys. They got to get a big. They got to get Andre Drummond. So I would say Houston Rockets. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say this for nostalgia purposes. The, the Chicago Bulls. Seriously, to trade one of their points, trade like Tomas Sadoransky or something like that. Trade, trade Chris Dunn and get Derrick Rose. So, all right, you don't one see more. Lakers? One more. Make it a good one, Evan. Did we already say Bogdan Bogdanovich? No, we did. Uh, I, I mean, I said I said Kuzma to the Kings for Bogdan Bogdanovich. Oh. So Bogdan I would, Bogdan. if you said Bogdanovich, I would probably say the Lakers. Okay, Chris Paul. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, there you go. You know, I'm just scrolling through teams. You know, I always thought that Chris Paul in San Antonio would be a great fit, him playing for Popovich, but they're just not in a stage right now where they can buy. They've got it, they're not good, so. Yeah, who's going to take that in contract? <laughs> the Knicks will probably trade for him. Oh <laughs> Look, God. we got Chris Paul. That is a very that is a very New York Knicks thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the You know, I heard this before. I'm not sure I'm in on it now. But Chris Paul to the Sixers. It would be Chris Paul plus to the Sixers. For Ben Simmons. How do you trade a guy who's basically about to be on the golf course for Ben Simmons who's... I mean, if you get Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari, are you going to say no? And then why not Ben Simmons for D'Angelo Russell straight up? Perfect. D'Lo I... gets traded to the Thunder. <laughs> now, we're, now we're wheeling and dealing here. I love this. All right. That does it for that. All right. Evan, you want to shift from this stupid game that we came up with a terrible name for to buy or sell, and then we'll go home? Let's do buy, it. Buy, buy. 
sell, sell, sell. <laughs> right. First up on buy or sell. The Dak Prescott will be paid before the start of training camp. Buy or sell. Dak Prescott will be paid before the start of like, training camp. And you're camp. talking long-term extension. Long-term contract extension. Not a franchise tag or anything like that. He will sign a long-term contract extension before the start of Dallas Cowboy training camp. No, I'm going to sell that. I don't think it happens. I think he gets franchise tagged, uh, and I think there is a likelihood that Dak is not there at the beginning of training camp. No team in the National League can beat the Dodgers after their after their after the acquiring of Mookie Betts officially gets done. No, I I'm going to sell that too. I think that there are teams in the National League that can uh, that can compete. I love the Atlanta Braves. Uh, I think they're going to be good. I wouldn't. I don't think it would hurt them if they got another starting pitcher. Uh, I think they should sell the farm to try to get Nolan Arenado. Um, but I, I like the Braves a lot. Uh, I do also think that uh, the Phillies are probably going to take a step up. I, I think there are teams in the National League that can make some noise. I, noise. I think Cincinnati's going to be good. Uh, I think the Cubs are going to be good. If they hold on to their pieces, I think the Cubs are going to be good. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll see about this, but the Dodgers are probably the favorite, but I don't think it's like Nobody can touch them. I think there are teams in the National League that can get to them. The Nationals, too? Nationals are in there, too? Nationals, I wouldn't rule out. Losing Rendon hurt, but... Yeah, it hurts. You gotta you figure... I, I, I'm worried with the Nationals, because, again, bullpen still concerns me. They got hot last year, but it still concerns me. I mean, they did bring back Daniel Hudson, they and they got Will Harris. So, that matters. That, they, that's true, it did, but their bullpen still concerns me a bit. And I think they're starting rotation. You're betting on Strasburg to have another fully healthy year. I'm a little concerned about Scherzer and that back and neck injury that he had in the World Series. Does it affect him this year? And even in their line, and yeah, the lineup. Rendon, losing Rendon is is a big one. That's a big one. So speaking of the Angels and speaking of Anthony Rendon, now that they got, they also just added Jock Peterson to the mix. So by ourselves, the Angels have a top five lineup in all of baseball. The Angels, uh, ooh. Jock That's Peter, tough. Jock Peterson, Mike Trout, Anthony. Wait, uh, let me. Well, hang on. Let me think. So, the Yankees, the Dodgers, uh, the Astros, Twins, the Twins, and the Braves. I guess so. That's five right there. Yeah. So I'm going to say I'm going to sell that. No, I think the Angels are close. They probably have a top ten lineup because uh, if you think about it, if you go position by position, they're actually good. You know, you have um, Castro minus plate. You have Pujols at first, um, Listella at second. You're playing Rendon at third with Simmons at short, and then your outfield is more than likely Upton, Peterson, and Trout, and then you have Otani DHing. So I th- that lineup's actually pretty good. I really like it, but probably not a top five lineup. No, Christian McCaffrey before the start of next season. Before the start of the twenty twenty of the twenty twenty season, Christian McCaffrey will be the highest paid running back in football. No, I'm going to sell that too because I don't think it's going to be him. I think it'll be Derrick Henry. Um, Derrick Henry's contract sell, sell, sell. is up. Uh, I don't think McCon- uh, McCaffrey's contract is due for a while. I think he could go another year or two without getting paid. Um, and I think Derrick Henry, after the postseason that he had, he's going to be a free agent. So I think the Titans are going to try and bring him back for a crap ton of money. Let's go for let's go to more money. Ryan Tannehill. More money, more problems. More money. Ryan Tannehill will be paid more than Teddy Bridgewater this offseason. Buy or sell. 
That's actually really interesting. Um, gets paid more. I'm going to say... I think, I think Bridgewater's going to get paid. I'm going to say Ryan Tannehill gets paid more. So I'm going to buy that. Yeah, because I, I, I think the Titans... The Titans, I think, are going to bring him back on a long-term extension. And I think the Saints could bring back Teddy Bridgewater on a lower price tag again because I think I think the Saints want Teddy Bridgewater as their future quarterback. I do. Like, I don't buy the Taysom Hill stuff. I think it's going to be Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill's going to get paid. Buy or sell. The Chicago Bears will acquire Andy Dalton to compete with Mitch Trubisky. Buy or sell. You know, that is really possible, but I'm going to sell that. I don't think that's where he goes. Um, it'll be more like somebody like Philip Rivers. So I'm going to sell it. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton will go somewhere and either compete for a job or be somebody's backup. You know, like I, I could see Andy Dalton maybe going. I, I could see him going to Tampa with Jameis and having a little competition there, and having something like I, I think that there are multiple possibilities. I do. I, it's going to be interesting. A lot of the quarterbacks that are getting given up on. I'm really interested to where they, you know, where they all go. Philip Rivers, Andy Dalton, Marcus Mariota, like all these guys are going to end up somewhere else. I'm actually really interested to see where they end up. With the James Paxton injury, Joy Montgomery seems to be the odds-on favorite to take over Paxton's spot in the rotation for the time being. So when Paxton gets back, Montgomery will be in, will go to the bullpen instead of staying in the rotation when Paxton gets back. I am going to sell that sell, because sell, I think sell. Montgomery stays in the rotation. I think J- either Jay Happ moves to the bullpen or they trade Jay Happ. Um, I think they've been, they've been trying to do that. I think Jay Happ's going to start the season in the Yankee rotation, and that's fine. I like him, but uh, I think they're going to they're going to either try to work something out or they're going to move Happ to the bullpen. I think Montgomery stays. When does Domingo Herman supposed to? Is he still suspended? We don't know. We have no idea when he's supposed to come back. And I'm not really concerned because the Yankees have kind of gotten into a point where they don't necessarily need him right now. So I'm not really concerned concerned about him. Let him deal with what he's got to deal with. By sell, Jay Happ. He will get traded before the trade deadline from the Yankees. On at the trade, I'll deadline. buy it at the tra- at the trade deadline, not before. I'll buy it. Buy I'll buy it. Um, it probably uh, it, I I'd say they maybe would try to do a player for player. If not, maybe a player for a middle tier prospect for some team that is trying to buy starters, maybe a team in the national league, like the Cubs or Cardinals or something, you know, something along those lines, they're going to sell them off to somebody, but we'll see. I'll buy it. Buy or sell. The Miami heat with their acquisitions are now the second best team in the NBA's Eastern conference. Wait, say that. Say that one more time. The I'm Miami sorry. Heat with their acquisitions, uh, that the, the moves they made today are now the second best team in the Eastern conference. Uh, no, sell. I still like Boston a little bit more. Sell, sell, Milwaukee sell. is clearly the best team, but I think Boston is still a little bit better. I'd probably put Miami third. Buy or sell. Go to more football. The Buffalo Bills will sign Tredavious White to a big contract extension this offseason. Yeah, I'm going to buy that. I think the Bills want to bring him back. Uh, I think he, you can make the argument that Tredavious White's the best corner in football. Um so yeah, I, I would I would I would call that a safe bet. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers will add a vet, a veteran quarterback to back up Roethlisberger next season, or will they stick with or will they stick with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph? 
I think they'll probably stick with him. Ben will start, but they they'll 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 probably stick with either Rudolph or Hodges to be the backup. Uh, there's not going to be. They went eight and eight with him. I I, th- I don't think that they're looking for somebody that's going to carry the whole load, but I think it's somebody that'll keep them alive. Uh, and that's exactly what Rudolph and Devlin Hodges have done. So I think you know easily Big Ben will start, but Hodges and and Rudolph will probably stick to their respective spots. Last one. Last one. The Colts will trade up in the draft and try to try to get to attack of Viola. No, I'll sell that. Uh, I do not think that a quarterback is their primary focus right now. I think that they are going to roll with Jacoby Brissett first. Um, if they can get one later, fine. But I think they're going to be heavy on wide receiver. They're going to be heavy on defensive line. Uh, both of those areas have to improve. I think that's what they're going to be focused on early in the draft. Uh, all right, so that'll do it for us. Mike Guido, Evan Mazza. Keith Nandon, thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, it was always fun. Yeah, thanks, Mike. It is fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, All right. This is the Haystack and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.